Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I thought I would do this last uh, podcast before I leave Paris. <laughs> wow, what an adventure. It's been just a few days and it has been like a huge adventure for me. Um, I... um. So yesterday, I, I did, I, I, like, it's so weird. I can't even remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> I can't even remember. But um, I ended the evening at an amazing restaurant. Uh, I had, I've had a couple of really exquisite French meals. The one that I had last night was outstanding. Uh, I had some scallops and risotto. And I got the chocolate mousse. I couldn't eat it all because it was a pretty big amount. I had two different types of, I guess, pasties and a glass of red wine. And then my very generous waiter gave me a couple of like after dinner in this tiny little adorable little, it uh, looked like a tiny little shot glass. I don't, I know that's a bad description of what it was, but, um, and I met this really delightful young person and we talked for, I don't know, I'm guessing we talked for about an hour, but, and I came back home and went to sleep, got up, uh, took an Uber to try to go to the Museum d'Orsay. Again, it was closed today. So thought about going to the Louvre, walked over to the Louvre and the line was ridiculous. So, and I had run into a, a an art store like the. I'm trying to remember exactly when I saw it, and I really think I saw it when the Uber driver was bringing me to the museum doorstep. I'm like, I have to go in that store, and so I came back and I picked out some art supplies for my kids. I have been doing, I guess, a form of art therapy with my children for years. I used to, um, but the, I've worn like a few hats. It hasn't been many, but a few hats in my career. And one of them was I worked with children birth to three years old with developmental delays. And sometimes I would read like their service plans and I would just be like you've got to be kidding me you know <laughs> I'm sorry I was like working with children who had had strokes and and they were like you know massaging her hand and I'm like I I can't imagine a, a child under three years old tolerating that very well to be honest and I'm just not um assuming and I'm not a massage therapist and 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 so I would find other ways to have her use her hands so I uh I oh god this was the most delightful family I used to go visit they lived in the little town of Oak Creek right by Sedona Arizona and I used to drive from the town I live in over there to see her I think it was about weekly for a period of time and what ended up happening was I gave her, I 
I would give her a piece of paper and just these ridiculous paints and it just wasn't working. Like when she used the brush, it was, it was becoming like a, a bubble, a tiny bit of, of color. It, it just wasn't like young children need reinforcement very quickly or they just lose interest. And so I went to the art store and, and they got me some, supplies they told me what paper I needed what paint I needed and and so this this young person who had had a stroke and did not have equal use of both of her of her hands would paint and every single week she would ask to paint she was actually um they were like a Mexican family and they didn't speak like any English and there was just so much that struck me about going to visit this family. I mean, there was like this this obvious poverty. But this mother kept that place immaculate. Like when I walked in, I could smell cleaning supplies and it was just like there was no dust, there was no nothing on the fl- the floors were mopped. Everything was swept and tidy. She, she took really good care of their home. Um, I would just come every week and the child always asked to paint. And she was like almost three years old and was not yet walking. And I, and I, I had this, this, this um, doll stroller that my, my daughter had outgrown that was like a really cute kind of high-end thing. And I, I brought it over for her in hopes that this little girl would use it to walk. She would just stay behind it and walk her, her dolls in it. And it was fastly approaching our last visit. And I went to Target or whatever, and I bought a bubble machine. Because this little girl, I think she liked bubbles. But I was trying to get her off the floor and like standing by the sofa like you know, basically 10-month-old children do, even though she was almost three. She was not yet doing that. She was not yet pulling to stand. And I was really working on this skill for her. And so like trying to put things on the sofa and everything. But so I had left this stroller with, with mom and this child. And when I came back the next week, the mom was so excited to show me that her daughter was indeed walking. And (laughs) I remember just being so incredibly moved by that. And, And I remember, because like, you have to understand, I didn't speak Spanish and they didn't speak English and there was this huge barrier. But this, this woman seemed to understand what I was trying to do. Um, but anyway, so at the last visit, I left this bubble machine and I put these bubbles in and I plugged it in and there were bubbles just filled the room and we were all just laughing hysterically, the mom, the child, myself, you know, and then I left and I never saw this, this little girl again. But as the years have gone by, I have habitually used art in my in my practice. So now I'm I'm counseling these young people and you don't just it's not like an adult, you know? Like a lot of adults walk in and they're just 
they just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about everything that's going on. But a child, typically, they're just kind of quiet and they like to play. So sometimes I play, well, I, I can't say I play, I get beat by them in the game of Uno, I get beat by them in Sorry, I get beat by them in Candyland. I don't know why. I just seem to have like the worst luck. I mean, I get beat by kindergartners. <laughs> it is just true. And it was funny when I started this job, they told me, they said, don't ever let them beat you in Uno. And now I sort of understand why, but I don't know how to not get beat, but every single time. But I also do art, and some of my children are more into art than other of my children. So, and what I've started to do now is I've started to ask them if I can take a picture of their art, and then I've been putting it up on this board. And and today I got this idea. I I was walking by, and there were all these like really small children who were doing art, and I. And there were these like buttons, you know what I'm talking about? Those, those big things that like, sometimes you get it if your child is in sports and you can like pin it to your, to your shirt or whatever. And they had their artwork on that pen. And I was thinking about how cool it would be if I got, really got something done with their artwork. <clears throat> but anyway, a, a lot of my children knew that I was coming to Paris and and I had this one, this one young man, and I was like, it was really funny. I was trying to show him like I like the Museum d'Orsay, and I was saying that it was a renovated train station, and I was like sharing. And then I got this picture on my cell phone, and it was showing him, and he just said to me, he said, "I'm a kid. I don't care about that stuff." <laughs> and I started to laugh. Um, but anyway, so today I, I, I purchased a bunch of art, um, art, um, supplies, some paints, some watercolor pencils, which is something that I've really been getting into the last few years. I, I do some painting on my own, not a whole, but when they're painting, I'm painting. And like, I made my children Valentine's this year that I had painted and, and, um, and so these are not necessarily for me, these, these supplies are for my kids. And I just, I think it's going to be so special to go back and, and have them available. And I was actually thinking about this summer, because when they're out of school, I just, you know, I don't even know what to think. Some of my kids, I'm going to request that the parents bring them in. Because some of my children are high needs. We, we, we actually kind of, we don't kind of, we separate children. Like we don't have kids that are low, low need, but we have medium need and, and high need. And my high need kids, I need to be seeing them like weekly. So I'm going to ask if the parents can continue, can continue to see them. That is if I'm still at this position, um, in May. Um, but I was thinking about things that I could do this summer, like groups that I could have that, um, and adding this, this art onto, because it's, it's so interesting. Like they, they, there's a couple of things that are going on with it. I mean, it's not necessarily that I'm asking them to like, Oh, you know, paint a picture of your family. That's not what I'm doing. I just sort of let them do what they want. 
But in the process of that, they're talking to me. I'm talking to them. I'm listening to them. And and what I think it does is it calms their nervous system because the children that I'm working with that are, that are high needs, they, they've had like these traumas that you just cannot imagine a really horrible trauma in their life. And so I feel like that, that 45 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes that they spend with me just sitting calmly working on a piece of art is really good for their nervous system. Anyway, so I'm talking up a storm about this. <laughs> I um and so I did that today and I and I walked a lot today and I just decided to stay in. I have some food. I didn't go out to dinner tonight. I had that fabulous meal last night and I I decided to eat some of the food that I have here because I'm going to be wasting food if I don't eat it and uh, so I decided to just kind of stay in and chillax and I'm pretty much packed and I, and I, but I had this thing happen, you know, cause I, I put out that podcast the other, you know, two nights ago, but, and I, I, this has been just such an inspirational trip for me and in, in having the, the opportunity to get away from everything and really reflect on exactly what it is that I want in my life. And I was talking to my, the people that I talk to that I feel like give me information. (laughs) Um, Some people call them like their spirit guides. I mean, I don't, I don't call them that. I call it my entourage, but I believe that it's a combination of, of, entity it's all entities that I can't see some family members that have passed um and also beings that that are are taking care of me um in ways that I cannot see and I asked him I I was just asking them and I was like why you know I mean it's been five years that like off and on, but like mostly on. And, and I even today, I got all of these, these signs and I, it's going to take me a little bit of time to not think about this thing that I've been thinking about, that I've been actively putting in my imagination and putting in my emotion and in my heart, this thing. It's going to take a little bit of time for me to stop thinking about it to stop having this living inside of me. And and I'm aware of that, that it's going to take a minute, you know, and I just, um, and so I was asking, I was like, why, why have you been like sending me, like if this wasn't meant for me, why have you been sending me all of these signs about this? And they said, because they want me to be happy. They wanted me to be happy. I mean, it's such a switch to think that way, isn't it? It's sort of like, you know, we we equate the universe, God, creator, whatever, with the way 
that we were treated as children a lot of times. Um, it's sort of like God is this big daddy in the sky. And I, in, in being indoctrinated by the church, I was raised a Catholic, and, and beyond that, just the idea of Christianity, um, it, it was like you are supposed to surrender to God's will for your life. And what I found in that was that it kind of seemed like God's will was not my will. It kind of seemed a lot of times like, like, I don't know, like God's will wasn't my will. And so surrendering to God's will and, you know, and then as I got older and I suppose wiser, I started to see that I don't think there's this big difference between God's will and our will. And so, and so I, and so, God, you know, this whole idea uh, of the way that our life is created, you know, it's like we, we have a desire and then it is just presented to us it is given to us and then supposedly we are the ones that's that are blocking this thing from coming into our life and I'm not sure that that's always true I'm not sure I mean like some things there are just factors there's just factors that come into it and I mean having spent years doing this I I, I think I think there is there appears to be this really strange and I'm saying random but and, and I'm not sure that that's the right word and I'm just sort of putting this out here not even saying this is true but just things that I observed that like it just seemed like there just became this like it was like the fruition and it just sort of the stars aligned. I mean, know I say this, but it's just kind of true. The stars aligned and then bam, this thing would just drop into my physicality. And, and so, <laughs> and so I think, I think that it, it may or it may not be more complex than people try to present uh but i it is my goal my life goal is to learn how to how to master this skill to master this skill so that that there is this this sh- much shorter distance between that thing and it coming into my physicality. <clears throat> I had a, um, I just feel, I really feel the need to talk about this because it was so incredibly strange today. I, I, I get these impressions, get these, these impressions about things and I get 
like actual deja vu quite a bit. The idea of deja vu, I get it quite a bit. I would say like a lot. And, and sometimes I'm like, did I dream that or did that really happen? And sometimes these things come in a feeling that is associated with a smell, with a, with a, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I've been there. I'm not sure I was there. I may have dreamt that or maybe not, or maybe, um, but so this whole idea of, of us being in a matrix that, that what we are seeing where we are is like a projection. It is a, it is a, um, a simulation. And as I'm walking along, um, you know, it's like they talk about, theorists talk about how there is no nothing except for the present moment. There's no, there's no, there is no such thing as time and nothing is outside of the present moment. And so that would mean to me that all all potential, which is infinite, possibilities are actually taking place simultaneously and in the same space. So I'm like standing here in Paris and I'm walking on these Parisian sidewalks and I'm I'm having these like overwhelming feelings about different timelines and and different times on the planet in actual Paris, which I don't know who knows. I'm not really into this like massive like past life regression kind of or past life to me kind of mumbo jumbo. Some people are really vested in that. I'm not, but... Perhaps I have been here before. I mean, okay, so I, maybe I've been here before. But I was having this overwhelming feeling about that, like people walking along these roads and I can't see them. So then I was like asking about that. I was like asking my entourage, whoever guides me, like, you know, and the idea had come to me, okay, so bear with me, I don't know if any of this is true, having to do with, with our DNA, that somehow our DNA and our, our structure keeps us in a certain timeline, so that, so that we don't, because if you think about the confusing nature of moving from dimension to dimension which I actually have done in my life and it was incredibly confusing and it it was pretty short-lived thank god it didn't continue beyond a few months but uh and maybe I still do to some degree but not like I did but you know I mean it's better if we're not here with dinosaurs right (laughs) Um, but anyway, so we're so I was in Paris today with a whole bunch of people who were sharing an experience. We were collectively sharing an an experience in this this space called Paris, France, and 
end an actuality and you know and 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 if you back <laughs> podcasts or YouTube or whatever I had shared about David Hawkins saying that they are potentialities that become an actuality and so we were collectively in the year 2023 a bunch of people in Paris France having an actuality not a potentiality <laughs> but i think that there were other actualities happening in the same space it's just that we can't perceive it this is crazy isn't it that is just the wildest thing anyway i am i am so inspired i am going to be working on my projects and and um and I have no idea what is coming my way but I'm I'm optimistic and I'm feeling really good. <laughs> and I feel like this trip was really worthwhile for me. I would like to come back here but I'm not sure that I want to come to actual Paris. I may want to go to different parts of France. Uh to come visit and see different things. But anyway, I appreciate you listening and I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.